Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today on the Full Circle podcast, Finding Your Way Home. I'm your host, Jillian McMichael. My guest today is Kat Shenton. Now, Kat is a seasoned and versatile cacao practitioner, renowned for her expertise in ceremonies and coaching abilities. With an extensive 20-year background in global marketing for leading corporations, she seamlessly blends the spiritual realm with the modern corporate world. Kat excels in creating transformative cacao ceremonies to guide individuals on profound inner journeys, as well as maintaining their own daily rituals. Kat empowers those she works with to align their spiritual and professional aspirations, fostering holistic growth and balance. With a deep understanding of ancient traditions and contemporary dynamics, she weaves the threads of spirituality and practicality, leading others towards transformation and self-discovery. I am really intrigued to find out more from Kat today and her experiences in these rituals so we can make deeper connections and learn more about ourselves. Welcome Kat to the conversation. Well, I'm really glad you're here, Kat. So thanks so much for being here on the show today. How are you feeling, first of all, about our conversation? I'm feeling excited. The weather's great. It's it summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, summer vibes, feeling good. Awesome. So welcome. So as part of our podcast, we normally talk about transformational journeys. We talk around um, the guests and their journeys, what they've been on, key lessons and learnings. And so I thought that might be a quite good place for us to kind of start our conversation. And then we can talk all around rituals, ceremonies and the importance of these and why they can impact our life in such a great way. How does that sound? Sounds lovely. All right. So maybe you might want to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more around who you are and what you currently do. Yeah. So um, I'm uh, Kat Shenton and I'm a global marketing director, I'd say like day to day. (laughs) And then on the, I guess the side, but sort of more personally, um, I'm a ceremonial kind of cacao host as well as um, on a journey to becoming a coach as well myself so my job is very lots of travel managing global teams uh busy lots of work with the us um and then i feel like kind of the other stuff that i do really helps me kind of ground um and yeah and just help me to kind of be able to do the the fast-paced stuff but you've not always been in the job that you do now have you? you've had quite a varied career today i think if i remember rightly i have i have what i call a squiggly career (laughs) Um, So I actually started working for the NHS in crisis communications, um, which is a great way to start when you're Mm -hmm. 21 as a graduate. Um, And then I sort of moved more into PR for consumer brands. And then I actually went to work more in celebrity PR um, and I was a publicist. I then got into TV production, uh, which was fantastic in the music industry. And then I just kind of thought, well, I need to do something which is maybe not so party heavy and is also going to give me, I, I guess I just love learning. So mm-hmm. I wanted to learn something new. So I decided to go into the tech sector. So I went to work for big management consultancy um, that acquired a company, very focused on kind of building community culture, their marketing, their brand. And then from there, just kind of stayed in that space and have worked for various consultancies, but also just got more and more technical. So. Um, Obviously, generative AI is a big thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work for an AI company. So there's a lot of um, interesting breakthrough technology. So I feel like I'm learning all the time. 
um, and from people that are completely different to me. So yeah, it gives me real energy to be kind of on that learning journey in a completely different industry. But really so interesting that AI, cacao ceremonies. So what, how did that come about? Well, I like to use this analogy of artificial intelligence and ancient intelligence, which is kind of like... That's pretty cool. (laughs) So it's like the polar kind of opposites Mm -hmm. in some ways. But for me, um, well, it all happened actually after the pandemic or during the pandemic. So I used to travel a lot for my job, constantly busy, lots of friends. And then all of a sudden, as everyone did, everything stopped. And I, I just moved not that long ago to a house in the country and in the middle of nowhere, with a job that was still very busy and mm. um, based on, you know, my laptop. And I was like, what am I gonna do? So I thought the only thing that I can do is actually get to know myself better mm. in this, t- cause I have time. So yep. instead of filling it with all the things you normally do. So I basically went on this journey um, and haven't really stopped on that journey. And I don't think it ever will stop cause I'm changing all the time. Yep. But that was where it began. So I started just like joining things like, um, a Zoom shamanic drum healing. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm behind a camera. So if I don't like it, just turn my video off and mm-hmm. just say that's not for me. Yeah. So I started doing all of that. I got a life coach at the same time. And then one day she just said, should we try it with cacao? And I was like, well, hot chocolate doesn't sound bad. I'll take that. <laughs> um, so she had kind of recommended this ceremonial cacao to try. So we did it and I was like, there's something nice about it. I mean, if you think about just having a cup of hot chocolate, there's something or coffee or a warm drink there's something just kind of nice about Mm. it and there's no surprise that why people you know if you go through a breakup or you feel bad they're like i need some chocolate and really all that ceremonial cacao is is the pure 100 percent ingredient of that so you're just getting the purest form of that kind of well themobromin is in it magnesium hit so it's kind of like an edible beauty product as well right Um, so that was as soon as I kind of started trying the cacao and like working with it and then also finding different brands because everything's slightly different. Um, I started just sort of like, I call it microdosing, just having it like every day as kind of really to help with grounding, uh, supporting like meditation, creativity. And then from there, I was like, I just, again, my point around learning, I'm like, what is in this? Where is Mm -hmm. it coming from? So I did a search, found a company, and then did um, some training with them. With Well, with the only chocolate shaman in the world. Amazing. You <laughs> need to tell me more about that in a minute. <laughs> so he's the founder of the the, uh, the brand of the cacao I use as well, um, and from Guatemala. So did the training with him, learned the whole history of cacao, you know. I mean, it was gold to the Aztecs. Yeah. Um, so learned all of that. And then I was like, well, okay, I've got that. It's very spiritual. Um, so people often use it for sound baths or for breath work. And I was like, that's not what I want to use it for. So I did the training to learn about the ingredients and the usage and, you know, all of that. But then what I wanted to do was think, okay, well, how can I blend my ancient intelligence with my artificial intelligence? So I guess the day to day with the the more weekend play. Mm -hmm. So um, that was how I then started doing corporate cacao ceremonies, which do feel like they belong in like Silicon Valley or like Arizona. Mm Um, but it was really interesting because I just was like, I've always been just try it's here if you want to try it. And I ended up doing a cacao ceremony for 30 people in New York. It was actually nearly a year to the day. And it was so good. There was like tears, there was sharing, there was release. So what I've found is it just kind of helps ground you. It helps get you in that space and particularly 
when you are in a work environment, it can kind of help just that shift happen a little bit quicker. So when people are going to be listening to this, can you tell us a little bit more then about what is actually in cacao? Because I know some people are a bit nervous about taking it or in it kind of a bit kind of, well, what really is it? Is it a drug? Is it, what is it? Is it hallucinogenic? You know, so what's your take on that? Well, it's not a drug. Sugar, <laughs> sugar is a drug, Yes, right? but not a but drug, drug, yeah. But not a drug, drug. Um, so it's not a drug. It's a plant medicine. Now, this is where I think the breakdown sometimes comes from yeah. because people start thinking of ayahuasca, yeah. uh, you know, magic mushrooms, all these kinds of things. They're, that's not what we're talking about. They're psychedelics, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So cacao, pure cacao is psychoactive. So what that means is, I mean, look, you can go and buy a bar of chocolate yeah. from the, or, you know, you can buy hot chocolate. So all it is, is the purest form of that. So if you think about um, pepper, mm -hmm. right? If you were to go to, or salt, go to a supermarket, you buy it, it's probably not the purest form. Yeah. Cause they're gonna add things like stabilizers. They're gonna add things to make it last longer so it doesn't kind of all clump up. It's kind of the same with cacao. So what I'm doing is buying, you know, the equivalent of sea salt, right. which is straight from the source. Mm -hmm. So it's just that it's a block, it come, it's called a brick, um, and it has the cocoa butter in it, which is normally removed from other kind of uh, cocoa that you would buy because that's used by pharmaceuticals. Okay. Um, so it's the purest form. So what that means is you're getting just a pure piece of cacao, which because it has all these amazing ingredients, uh, like magnesium, which is fantastic for women and sleep. Um, it's kind of just packed with vitamins and minerals, but it is, you know, it's from the cacao fruit. Mm. So what I always say is always try, you know, a small amount and you can work your way up to a full ceremonial dose yeah. um, and just see what works for you. And there is things to take to, into consideration, but if you are on certain medications, you would do that anyway. Yes. Um, because chocolate is known for that, right? Whether it's cacao or chocolate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a plant medicine. Um, it's psychoactive, not psychedelic. And yeah, just, I would like anything, just try it and see how, if you like it as well, right? So what happens then? Cause I'm interested to, cause obviously you were working with a group of New York leaders, 30 of them, some were crying, some went. So tell me about what actually it does to us as human beings when we we, we, we have the cacao and we, we you know, it gets into our system? So um, cacao works on the cardiovascular system. So it truly is heart opening. So that's what we say, it's heart opening. And it works with the heart chakra. So if I was to compare it to coffee, which is also plant medicine technically, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and a bean, that works with the nervous system. Yep. So that's when, when you have a cup of coffee, you, that people like that buzz. Mm -hmm. so, so it's kind of gives you that energy like, oh yeah, I can do anything, but that's on your nervous system, which yeah. is why it can make you jittery. It can make you feel a bit funny. Cacao, because it's working on your cardiovascular system, you will feel it more as literally your blood pumping around your body. Right. So it's not the same as this sort of like nervous jitteriness that you get from coffee. It's more this kind of, you know, people will say, oh, I've got like, I feel like my arms are tingling. Um, you'll feel like maybe your heart is beating slightly faster. Mm -hmm. um, and this all sounds terrifying, I think, when you say it out loud, but if you actually were to think about, again, I'm using coffee as a comparison, sure. um, it's, very, it's very similar with that, with this kind of more nervous system. So that's why I always say go low on, go low on how much you use, get used to it. Um, 
as with everything, just be careful about your medication. Yeah. Heart medication's the obviously the big one because it's yeah. working with that. But yeah, you'll just start to feel. I guess the physical effects are it's gonna your body your blood is gonna pump slightly faster. Your heart is gonna maybe beat slightly faster. You may start um, slightly, you know. Sweating is too much of a word, but that that perspiring. kind of perspiring, perspiring, glowing, mm, glowing, yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's kind of like about it. That's mm. like that will be the feeling. But because it, if you then delve into the spiritual properties of it, it's you know it's from these ancient trees. Um, it's blessed by a shaman. It depends if you're into all of this. Yes. But mm -hmm. there's the physical effects, and then there's the sort of you know the more spiritual. So tell us more then about those spiritual effects. Let's kind of delve into that a little bit more. So I work with a very particular cacao. And that has gone through the minimal amount of process or processing. Yeah. So um, it's from these very ancient, they're called Crilo trees. Um, they use the beans, they're toasted and fermented by these, I think they're called tostados in the um, the women who do it in, in Guatemala. And then it's kind of, you know, made into this brick, but they're all blessed by the chocolate shaman and his wife. So there's lots of, um, you know, stories and videos of that process um, and I'm actually going to go to Guatemala in February to meet Keith the chocolate mm -hmm. shaman um, but also see that entire process myself yeah. but it's very much about um, you know like the blessing of the beads uh, keeping the production and, and processing low um, and having real kind of you know as a practitioner, you get inf you get all this information and access to smaller smaller bars and things yes. like that. So it's a real kind of community feel to it as well. So when you do these ceremonies, so talk me through what you would do with a cacao ceremony. So again, let, help our listeners and people who are watching this yeah. understand a little bit more around what they might experience. And yeah, tell us more. So um, I've had people come to some of my ceremonies and say that it's different to another one they've been to. So okay. I think like anything, if you go to a yoga class, if you go to a sound bath, yeah. People might use different, you know, uh, different bowls or different yoga techniques. So I have kind of, I guess, two main ways of doing it. So one of them is when it's more on the corporate side. And the other one is more um, if I'm doing it for like a retreat or yeah. an event. Because mm -hmm. they're just different settings. You're in a yeah. different headspace. But they're basically based on the same principles, which is um, grounding. So getting into the space, which is what the cacao is great for. Yeah. Um, and taking yourself out of the everyday. The second thing is all about release. So that's why sometimes people do cry. Yeah. People laugh. I've had people laugh before. And, and it's all about the things that you just aren't serving you. And it's like, what's the thing on the top of your mind mm. that you just want to get rid of? So I do always try and have a fire pit or some sort of fire mm -hmm. to kind of burn those away. And then the second stage of that is, um, or the third stage is about manifesting. So it's like, okay, we've kind of released the things that we don't want. Yeah. Now, what do we want? Um, and then we'll often as well burn that, right? Because then it's kind of, it's burnt, it's done, yeah. let's move on. But as part of that, I'll use different kind of things to appeal to the senses. So I use different blends of oils. Mm -hmm. um, I've got like an amazing, sh a shamanic clearing spray that I use. That everyone's like, what is that? Can I wear it as a perfume? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I support it with all of that. And then I'll normally bring things in. It depends, um, like crystals, or yeah. oracle or uh, tarot cards. Mm -hmm. It really just depends on, I think, kind of as well intuitively what I think is going to work. I haven't yet used tarot cards in a corporate setting. I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> Maybe, you never know. <laughs> but who knows, right? Who knows, who yeah. Knows? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's very much about whatever the setting is, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to ground ourselves, we're trying to release, and then we're trying to, to manifest kind yeah. of what we want. So it really sounds quite um, a whole 
I don't know, a really lovely experience, actually, as long as people don't get afraid of it, I suppose. Yeah, and that's the big thing yeah. about, I mean, I'm sure you have you have exactly the same thing, right, as a coach. Absolutely. Is, it's all about, and a lot of the training on the, on the ceremony, I've also done another a course in ceremonial and rituals. It's all about creating that safe space. Uh -huh. So that's why I'm always really, really, cautious and you know about the the amount of cacao that i use yeah um if people have tried it before that they have all the facts that they feel comfortable um and there's always this kind of thing of you know if people aren't into it or they just want to come to the ceremony and not even have the cacao yeah. the ceremony it's, itself will just be equally as good right? exactly mm -hmm. so it's all about making sure that whoever comes to those and is there it, they're comfortable with what's happening and they want to do it yeah so I know that you've been experimenting, you've been trying this now for a while for yourself. So what have you noticed about yourself through trying these more ritual-based approaches to the less corporate side of your life? Yeah, I, so I think, again, it was in this sort of weird time uh, during the pandemic when it was like, how do I have structure in an unstructured day? So I work for an American company, so the timing can just, I could work 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So. I kind of thought to myself, I need to put in almost like a child <laughs> routine, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like wake up, bedtime. Yep. The, at one stage, I think it got slightly out of hand and my evening ritual was about an hour and a half. <laughs> and it was all about this 20 step, you know, skincare program and all mm -hmm. this sort of stuff. But it was all around based, you know, I need to have these daily, I prefer the word rituals that you yep. use mm -hmm. to routine to me. Yes. It gives me it's a bit boring. I think routine sounds a bit boring, but I kind of like, I do like ritual. Yeah. So, so it was all around kind of what does my morning, I'm very much a morning person. So what does my morning ritual look like? And I've tried cacao at different times of the day. Morning is definitely the best. So it's great after meditation, exercise, then cacao. Yep. And at the time when I first started working with it, it was a lot of journaling. So that was why I said about the release piece. There's obviously a lot of things that needed to come out. Yep. And as time's gone on, I mean, now I still have it every day. I have a very, you know, small dose. That's why I call it microdosing. And I, I just start my work day as normal. Mm -hmm. And it really has helped me. We do these end of year videos and everyone's always like, you're so calm. And I look back and think, yeah, that's because I didn't used to be. Mm. Um, and I don't, I, and I think the change has been very slight. It hasn't been a kind of like overnight thing. Yeah. Gradually, I've just kind of felt that way because I'm more grounded. I realize at the end of the day, I mean, we did always used to say, because my first job was in um, the NHS, that, you know, now it's PR, not ER. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that just kind of reminder of, yeah. um, of what I'm doing. But yeah, the rituals and the morning routine and having a time and a process and a mug that I drink in and all of that has just kind of helped me to start my day. Because I'm a big believer, and, and obviously I know you are too, about that. I, I honestly believe that rituals will save your life. I think if you can get into a really good way of setting up your day, going through what you need to do and then finishing off your day in a particular way, I think it can make a big, big difference. And I liked your reference to being a child, having that kind of bedtime routine. Because I think a lot of people are quite good in the morning. They say, oh yeah, get up, I do my exercise, I do this. But it comes to the evening and I think we forget that that is still really, really important. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, I have also, before I got into the more morning ritual based, um, I was very much more like to-do lists and time blocking. Mm -hmm. So my calendar has always been quite well time blocked of like, I can't take calls after this time. I know when I'm not good. I know that I can have a call and not remember anything that happened because the day is you know too long. 
So I've also put those things in. So I have a structure to my day. Um, and then the evening, you know, the biggest thing for me is making dinner is so mindful. Mm. So that bit of kind of like full on calls all day, finishing, having the time to make dinner, have sit down at a table and eat it. And then now I've got, you know, an hour, whatever to, I mean, TV is normally the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then now it's, you know, going to bed and, and reading for at least half an hour. Yeah. So all of that process kind of, I guess, comes together and gets you in the right frame, even for the day before, because I'm going to bed early, I'm getting enough sleep, which, yeah. you know, although we're sleeping, it's still a ritual. Um, so all of that together, I think is what makes the day, but you're right. There is a lot of talk around like the 5am club yeah. morning rituals. But I think if you forget that throughout the day, you're just kind of starting to restart or or start again the next day exactly and i think the thing with the ritual is that it's it's about it's for me it's a lifestyle choice it doesn't have to be it's like you know when you go on a diet you say i'm going on a diet and all you want to do is eat food or i'm not going to drink and all you want to do is drink you know and so i think i think it's about and i think what i heard you say it's a slow process it's something that you don't have to do anything wacky or crazy overnight and it's this big bang and wow i'm completely different but i think it's something that you work at on a daily basis and then before you know it it just becomes integral to who you are a hundred percent i think whenever you try and do that january detox and it's like i'm not drinking i'm gonna exercise every day i'm gonna go i'm gonna have 12 hours sleep a night it's just like so fed up with it before the month is out you're like it's, uh-huh. it's not attainable but when i look back on all of the things that's why it's definitely been a gradual process so um, one thing that I really struggled with, which I have you to thank for now, is like meditation. It was like the thing, I just need to meditate. And I'd gone in and out of it. And it's been about two and a half months, every day meditating. Mm. But if I'd tried to do that, plus journaling, yeah. plus, and some things have slipped out. Now I don't need the journaling as much. So it's all about, I think as well, not trying to do too much. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Because I think you can overload yourself. Like you said, you had the 20 step skin, skincare routine at the end of the night, which feels quite a lot actually <laughs> before you go to bed. So I can understand because I'm, I'm a bit of an all or nothing person. So I will kind of gun ho go into it, do it, do it, do it. And then you can start to see things start kind of unraveling a little bit because it does feel a bit heavy, you know, kind of a bit heavy. It's too much to do. And I think you're right. I think you've got to be selective. So my perspective on that would be lo- lovely to hear your thoughts is just do what you feel is right. I mean, would you agree with that from your perspective? Yeah, 100%. I mean, some people, you know, will absolutely love waking up and going for a run. And that's like, they have all this energy that yeah. maybe they need to burn. Whereas other people, which I definitely put myself in this is category, is like a gentler wake up. Because if I start like that, my day is going to, for me, will continue at that pace. So it's all about trying the things that work, the times of day that work. You know, they. I was reading a couple of articles this week and it said, when's the best time to eat your dinner? And when's the best time to exercise? And it was like, well, if you're a woman, you should do it at this time. And and there's a scientific, you know, that yeah. kind of like, I guess the artificial intelligence point mm-hmm. of view. And then there's like the ancient intelligence, which is what's in you. If, if you do something and you're absolutely hating it. Exactly. You're never gonna keep, you're just gonna ha- continue to hate it. And whatever results that you get from it, if anybody starts noticing it, you're not really even going to take it on board. So I think you've got to find the things that, you know, work for you and also that don't and just say, it doesn't work. I'm not going to do it. So tell me, what's the difference between a ceremony and a ritual? Okay, so a ceremony is things, I mean, the the, fame, the famous ones that we know, weddings, birthdays, birthdays. Birthday ceremonies. Is a birthday ceremony? A birthday yeah. is a ceremony, yeah. I mean, because ceremonies all come back, you know, it's all from time, you know, 
those ancient times mm -hmm. when people would get together and it would the rites of passage right yeah. um and some of them we have today obviously they're they're like super commercial a lot of them um but then there's also you know the ones that have kind of started to come more of so you know baby showers mm -hmm. but that was an ancient one again you know it was all about the welcoming of preparing for motherhood yeah and then on the other side so rituals to me so ceremonies are the big celebrations right. they're the you know the rites of passage the life-changing moments the changes in your phases in your life um and then a ritual to me is daily and it's mm -hmm. something that you would do on your own yeah i mean others may join but i think it's all about for ritual for me is if i i've learned this through various things like trying to go to gym classes in the morning with somebody unless i do it for myself yeah. that ritual isn't going to happen mm -hmm. um so yeah the rituals are the daily practices that will help you kind of just stay, I keep using the word grounded, but just yeah. true to yourself and grounded. Yeah. But I think it is important because I think it's, you know, throughout our lives, we get ungrounded and we lose our footing all the time. And I think waking up and knowing what, I mean, I, you know, just think about myself, you know, if I don't have a plan or I don't know what I'm doing the next morning, I just spend the whole day trying to catch up and trying to figure out, well, what am I supposed to be doing? So I think it is important to have something that you know you can rely upon and you can trust that whatever it is that you're doing is going to actually help you set you up for the day and for you to get you in the right frame of mind. Um, so I think it is important, but I think, I think, yeah, grounding is essential because if we're not grounded, how can we really be our true selves anyway? And how can we function properly? So I'm keen to understand mm -hmm. Um, you talked about before, take you, well, I'm just going to take you back a little bit, but you talked before about um, the cacao opening up your heart chakra. So I'm really interested, if it's all right, um, your learnings about yourself through practicing and being more involved in ceremonies and your daily rituals. So what have you learned by opening up your own heart? That is a deep question. So I think the, the thing for me is actually that my heart is now open. I think that's probably the, the main thing. Um, because it was, I was reading something earlier and it was saying about how, you know, we kind of judge ourselves for how productive we are and, and getting things done. And, you know, you'll be praised for, oh, you did, you've just really, you've shown willpower and really mm -hmm. pulled through on that. Where actually, you know, for me now, and I would have definitely been in that camp, you know, three or four years ago, like they're so strong. And now I kind of think when I see that like rawness and trueness of somebody who's going through something really awful, and, and you see that and that you can see them working through it as opposed to just pushing through it. Yeah. Um, that's the heart opening piece for me. And I've just seen it myself. I mean, my friends used to say, oh, you don't like hugging. You never hug. And now I'm like, come here. <laughs> so there's the kind of, I think, the physical benefits of it like that that you see, but also just being much more open mm. and as well exploring how people feel instead of thinking, let's just book a holiday and like, mask the whole thing yeah so it's really again it's all these slight things that have happened that that keep happening it's the honest conversations that you have um i definitely have that like in my relationship you know we're very we have like clearing sessions and um we'll just talk things through mm -hmm. whereas before you know i might have just kind of been like oh every life is busy we haven't got time for that so yeah those gradual changes um that you start to see are really really powerful and has there been any major significant changes for you as you've you know delved more into this more i would say more spiritual arena rather than just staying in that kind of corporate and like you said that performance orientated heart closed now heart open there's lots of things but the most kind of i guess it, it, it spans a lot of things but i don't buy as many handbags which 
<laughs> might sound ridiculous, but I think it's like one of the things like I don't buy as many clothes or spend yeah. as much money on that type of thing. Like mm -hmm. I don't go on the same sort of holidays. So there's this kind of, I guess. So how would you describe that then? What What is it that's changed then? Well, on the other hand, I'm also not like walking around with feathers in my hair and barefoot. Yes. <laughs> so it's not that. I think it's more the fact of, um, I know that I just don't need it. Right. Um, whereas that kind of like desire, I guess, for, you know, gratification of things that I could buy or things that I could do just isn't there. Yeah. Um, so would you say, this is my words, not yours, but would you say then it's just a different shift in mindset around then what's more important to you? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that also is kind of um, a growing up thing. And and I say growing up because, uh, you know, I met my partner during um, not actual lockdown, it was legal. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we have kind of like, he's got two daughters, like we've, my life has completely changed. So there's an element of the things that like I would have done before. Well, first of all, I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. Um, and also I've realized that there is kind of like more to life to some of those things. So yeah, my mindset has completely changed as well. And how, so how do you then navigate that? Um, like in terms of your mindset shifted within your work, within your, your wider circle, how does that work for you now? Do you, you know, have you seen any changes or challenges along the way? So most of my friends have been quite open to it and we'll be like bring some cacao or can you pull a card for me yeah. i'm going through this uh this time which is definitely where i was at some point as well it was like those moments where you feel like you need something because yep. everything else is mm -hmm. so um some uh, most of my friends have been quite kind of uh interested in it and then what has been interesting is all the other people that i've met and the the people that you know i've connected with at work that i probably wouldn't have connected with maybe at all, yeah. but definitely in different ways. So there's people, you know, like all over the world that now um, I'm kind of connected to very deeply. Mm -hmm. And um, we, you know, we try and make sense of Mercury retrograde. We're like, <laughs> is that happening to you as well? So it, it's kind yeah. of just like a shared, you know, topic. And then through that, with the things like I've done retreats, you then meet, you know, totally different people. Yeah. And everyone's at a different point in their journey. So there's people who are, you know, deeply spiritual, they're living their life in that way. And then there's other people who, like I was at some point, dipping my toe, it's yeah. like, what is this? Mm -hmm. So it's also just being mindful of kind of that entire spectrum of where people are at. So yeah. your point around cacao is, you know, it's 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 meeting people where they're at, yeah. which I know that you... It's the same, <laughs> same with coaching, isn't it? It's exactly the same. You meet the client where they're at, you don't kind of drag them to where, where, where you are. So I think that's lovely, actually. Mm. Fascinating. So obviously you do festivals and you do other things. So what have you got coming up over the summer? Have you got anything interesting that you're getting yourself stuck into? So, uh, so I'm at a festival tomorrow, a wellness festival, um, which has got lots of interesting, like inspirational talks and it's by um, some lakes. Mm -hmm. So you can do like paddle boarding. So nice. my ceremony is in a Mongolian yurt. Um, <laughs> a traditional one by the lake uh, tomorrow morning so that will be like a lovely start to the day and then yeah just over the summer I do like a weekly Instagram it's a micro cacao ceremony so it's 15 minutes long every Monday evening trying to get us sorted for the week ahead Mondays there's always a lot of heaviness yes <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so people have a lot to release and um, so that's on a Monday and then this summer I'm actually I always find that summer's my most creative time. I'm also a summer baby. So 
I am going to spend the time kind of in the northeast of England, which is where I'm from. I'm very drawn to the sea. I'm a water sign. So I think that this is this is basically my creative time over the summer yeah. and things just keep popping up. So I'm just kind of saying yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So before we finish off then our conversation, really keen to understand then what advice or tips you can give people if they're thinking about joining a retreat or, you know, where there might be ceremonies or rituals involved or anything else more from your own experience, what, what would you say would be good for people to think about and consider? So I think with a retreat, um, it's a bit, it's probably, it's a, it's a bigger time investment and a bigger financial investment. So I think with that, you've really, I would say, look out for the things that appeal to you and it depends what sort of person you are. Like I always like to go completely crazy um and pick things that I would never you know I want to try so I think a retreat is definitely having a look and see what feels comfortable but maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone as well yep. um and then I'd say you know for ceremonies and things again it's all about just tune into your intuition you know look at something does the person you know on the retreat or the ceremony look like you want to be with them and you yep. want to spend an hour or a week with them do they you know what sort of skills and experience do they have is there things that you've always wanted to try that they're going to be able to offer? Yeah. That sometimes they will give you more of a like a demographic of who's going to be there. Um, so I would just like look into all of that. And obviously social media is great mm -hmm. to see, you know, the other sorts of people that they're following. Um, but with ceremonies, what I would say is, you know, read it, make sure that you, it's a yes. Yeah. And then just give it a go. Yeah. Because I think that's it. Because I think what I picked up from our conversation is that, you know, you're curious, you want to learn and you're inquisitive about different things. And you've gone in there and, you know, kind of found all of the bits and pieces that you, you know, you've wanted to do. And like you said, you've gone right to the source in many respects for the cacao in Guatemala. Guatemala? Sorry, Guatemala. Guatemala. Yeah. Um, Guatemala. Um, and I think what's that's, that's, what I've picked up from our conversation. So I think what I'm hearing is to say, actually give something a shot, give it a try. If you don't like it, as you said, you can always turn the screen off. You don't have to participate if it's making you feel uncomfortable, but don't shy away from something different. Yeah, and I, I always think that there's a reason why things come into your life as well. You know, there's a, maybe not, maybe not adverts on social media because they're listening to us, but there's a reason why, you know, certain things pop into your life. And um, I've got so many examples where I've kind of, even just thought something it's like what I call a whisper yeah and then there'll be you know six or seven things that happen that will be like okay now I need to, I know I need to go and do this even though I've got no idea why yeah um so I think as well it's listening to that is if you're seeing things and then it's making you curious and you're open to it I mm -hmm. think the thing that I would say is there's obviously a, a, a wide spectrum of, of things course, in this yeah. space so you've just got to really look into you know what you're comfortable with yeah with a little bit of curiosity so any other pearls of wisdom before we start to wrap up our conversation that you think will be useful? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, I would I would say, and I say this in all parts of my life, is just stay curious mm -hmm. and just stay kind. To self? To yourself, to those around you. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think they're the two things for me. They're my big, they're my, I know they're my values as well. It's like curiosity and kindness. Lovely, thank you. So you did say that you do um, little kind of micro cacao sessions online um, virtually through Instagram. So tell us where we can get hold of you. Yes, so you can join me on Instagram. My Instagram is Kat Shenton. And every Monday, 8 p.m. UK time, 15 minutes. I'll be there 
with various aids of things. I'm like smudging with sage, uh, with cards. And I always say like, bring a cacao if you drink it. Yeah. Bring a warm drink. Mm -hmm. Just try and find a quiet space, 10, 15 minutes, and then you can go back to the every day or you can start your evening ritual that can be your part of your evening that could ritual. be part of your ritual amazing well it's been amazing talking to you thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and experience so far thank you for having me You're welcome. thank you thanks <laughs>